Now, they may be feeling they're going to come up big in CD2, but she's got to slow him down in CD1. So this Globe poll, they do it by gender, they do it by race, party affiliation, age. Uh, McKee does very, McKee's doing very well with young people, but you would think that they would vote Democrat, 52%. He's also doing well with 35 to 44. He's also doing well 45, 54. McKee, his lowest number are people 65 plus. You know why? Because they're not fooled. His also, um, his lowest number are elderly. The elderly are willing to give Ashley Kalis a chance. Because she's talking about, she's trying to improve the state. And then Ashley Kalis, her lowest number is 35 to 44. But the the congressional district, she's got to make inroads in East Providence. She must make inroads in Pawtucket. And I don't know how they're going to flip the tide in, in, um, in Providence. As far as race, Governor McKee has 63% of the black vote, 63 to 13. Ashley Kalis is getting crushed with the black vote. He's slightly ahead with the white vote, 47 to 38. However, he is leading with the Hispanic vote. She needs to do something to cut into that huge um, lead as far as um, with, with race. But party affiliation, Ashley Kalis beats McKee with unaffiliated voters 50 50 to 25 what's holding up Dan McKee what's holding up Dan McKee Democrat voters 85 percent Kalis 85 percent of Republican voters but the difference is she's winning with unaffiliated voters with 18 percent undecided that is very impressive that puts it in. That puts it in play. And then also, do Rhode Islanders approve of Governor Dan McKee? 46% approve. 38% disapprove. 15% undecided. That number, his um, disapprove needs to hit 40%. They need to drive that up. So now Governor McKee, everything he does is for low income. It's just a fact. So tonight, what I believe Ashley Kalis, the Republican, it's 7 o'clock. It's Channel 12. Folks, this headline, Republican Fung has an eight-point lead over Democrat Seth Magaziner. I want to tell you, Mayor Fung, if he becomes Congressman Fung, it is going to be an earthquake in New England, in Rhode Island. I can't tell I want to tell you, the Republican Party in D.C., They are so excited at the prospect of a Congressman Fung. And, quite frankly, he's Asian American. They like the idea of that. They will make him a national figure. Fox News was already following him around yesterday at the Situate Art Festival. If Alan Fung wins this race, they may have him deliver the Republican response to the State of the Union. They would like Asian Americans to come under the tent of the Republican Party. And what the Democrats are most frightened of is Republican Congressman Fung could mount a very serious challenge in time 
when that Reed seat opens up. They are most fearful of an open Senate seat. <clears throat> what also is Congressman Fung could start to bring back the Republican Party. They love the idea of him winning. They will showcase him everywhere. They're going to pour money into him in Rhode Island. They're going to do everything they can to keep that seat and help him. And because they then want to groom him for a viable Senate run when that Reed seat opens up. And it's going to open up at some point. I'm not sure when. But at some point, then you have a real viable candidate. Because then you're really just talking about having to win over CD1 in a Senate race. But that also allows him to groom another Republican to take that seat. Now, Cicilline, this is his last term. I'm already hearing. He wins in November. That's it. He's going to finish out the term and he's done. He wants to go make money with big tech. While there's the real potential, can you imagine a viable Republican candidate? Maybe Jessica De La Cruz run for that Cicilline seat. But the comeback for the Rhode Island Republican Party, it, it starts with a Fung victory. And right now, he's run a very solid race. Chris Christie coming in yesterday, yesterday was very good for the Fung campaign. It solidifies him with Republican voters. I can tell you that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and then I'm going to talk about the debate again uh, in just a moment. And, and look at how poorly Biden is doing in Rhode Island. Biden is getting crushed in Rhode Island right now. This new globe poll, you know, I respect the people at Channel 12. I think the Boston Globe Suffolk poll, I think it's more accurate compared to the Channel 12 poll. 52% of Rhode Island voters disapprove of President Biden. Ashley Kalis must tie Dan McKee to Biden. They're the same. They're basically the same. They're the same guy. The biggest issue in the race for governor is the cost of living. And what does Governor McKee say? Rhode Island values means abortion up to birth. What a disgrace. 52% of Rhode Island voters disapprove of President Biden. Then why? McKee is Biden. And you know what? It's even when you go into party affiliation for the Biden numbers, Congressional District 2, in CD2, 53%. CD1, 50%. So it's obviously more Democrat. You go into party affiliation. 96% of Republicans in the state disapprove of Biden. 70% of unaffiliated voters. What is wrong with the Democrats? The Democrat Party in Rhode Island is destroying the state. 77% approve of the job that Biden is doing. Those people are lost. They're absolutely just lost. What a joke. How, how, who in their right mind believes that? But then it's broken down by race. 67% of black voters approve of the job of Biden. 
uh, 34% Hispanics. How about the biggest disapproval with Biden is among Hispanic voters. But as far as Kalis has to tie McKee, must tie McKee to Biden because it's real fertile ground there. And McKee is an extremist and magaziner when it comes to, a, it, they, they just are. As I've said, it's a topic you don't like to talk about. It's so sad. But, and, and, and the thing that makes matters worse is, and they believe that you should pay for it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Now, we don't know if Governor McKee went to AtMed Treatment Center because he did have an emergency and he needed an emergency procedure. He may have showed up at AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston or 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, immunization, school sports physicals, cost-efficient healthcare alternative, hospital-based emergencies. The next time you have an emergency, when I've gone, they see you in less than 30 minutes. I know people that have waited six to seven hours in an emergency room. At Med Urgent Care, doctors, nurses, they're right there. Walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries. They also do... Uh, Full laboratory services, and they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. It's AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. The next time you have an emergency, whether it's you or a family member or you're at work, bring that person to AtMed, A-T-M-E-D, AtMed Urgent Care. Either the East Greenwich location across from Felicia's or 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now at 1250, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I'll be very curious tonight to see just how much uh, Governor McKee is asked about what happened to him over the course of the weekend and also... Not only that, but how much he's willing to tell us. But here are some other things, folks. AAA says the average price of gasoline in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, is on the rise for the first time in over three months. Here we go again. Here we go. Ridiculous. That is, you know, but yeah, Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia. Boy, that did a lot. The Republicans are going to take Congress. The Republicans are going to take Congress. Adwatch, Seth Magazine campaign, putting more emphasis on keeping Social Security and Medicare in place. Nah, it's going to fail. Governor McKee moves off the bottom of the U.S. Governor pool rating. Morning Council no longer. Oh, okay. A new poll out. Who's the most popular governor? The governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, is at... 74%. Look at that. 74% approval, 20% disapproval. Dan McKee is now at 47% approval, 38% disapproval. The most unpopular governor is the governor of Oregon. 56% disapproved, Kate Brown. The next one's the governor of Arizona. By the way, that the female Republican candidate. To be the governor of Arizona, she's the real deal. Carly Lake, watch her. She could be a VP candidate someday. Ducey, 49% disapproval. Dan McKee, Rhode Island, 
47% approval, 38% uh, disapprove. But there's some things in play here, like the soccer stadium where he was the deciding vote. Also, folks, he hasn't announced if he's going to appeal the truck toll. He needs to be asked that tonight. He needs to be asked about the truck toll. Governor Charlie Baker, 74% approval rating, and he's not even running for re-election. Larry Hogan of Maryland has a 70% approval rating, 23% disapproval rating. So where is uh, Governor DeSantis? Ron DeSantis, 53% approval rating, 41% disapprove. Now, he's up for re-election. He needs to win that. That governor of Georgia... He's even more popular than DeSantis. And rounding out, uh, Governor of Texas, 51%. Let me just see, because some of them are rumored to be running, you know, possibly looking at a run for a bigger office. The governor of Lamont, uh, the governor of Connecticut, excuse me, Governor Lamont, 58% approval rating, 36% disapproval. When you get above 50, that's not easy. Chris Sununu, Governor of New Hampshire, almost 60% approval rating. Doing very, very well. Um, let me just check. Mike DeWine of Ohio. Um, and then you have, well, the uh, governor of Pennsylvania is not running for re-election. So, but Dan McKee, at least he's not underwater. He's at 47% approval rating. I think that has really helped him. Because of the primary, where then he was getting his name out and people were hearing his name a lot more. You know, someone else to watch is that the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, has a 55% approval rating. And they, they, they have it. It's very odd in Virginia. You're term limited. You get to run one term. One term. Um, yep. Look at that. Another sign fung momentum. Some Dems already speculating about who might run against him in 24 or if he's a threat to win a U.S. Open Senate seat someday. That is exactly right. I'll tell you, they are very close. This race is two weeks away from being over. A new poll with a lead outside the margin of error. He's got moved up to an 8% lead. New survey. Let me just see that. This is rare. Joe Fleming says, I think this would mean Republicans are going to throw even more money into the race. Seth Magazine has to close the gap over the next 30 days. You know, I, you get the feeling that Joe Fleming's almost rooting for the Democrat. Um, they're going to debate next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock on Channel 12. Now, um, that is true. Poll provides further evidence Rhode Island Democrat weakness in the second district. McKee and Kalis are tied in the second district. Whew. But McKee leads by 20 points in CD1. The Globe Suffolk poll pegs McKee statewide job brewing at 46, 38% disapproval. He's doing better than Biden, whose approval rating is just 40% in the poll. But there are people. As I mentioned, it's funny that Ted Nisi is putting that. They're already saying that they're going to run against uh, Fung in two years. So now, the magazine, they're not, they're going to throw it. They're not going to leave. There's still time to go here. I mean, early voting starts next Wednesday. But then you have their debate 
is next Tuesday night. The problem with the race for governor is the next TV debate is not until the first week of November. Election day is November 8th. So you have next week is the 18th, the 25th, the 1st. We vote four weeks from today. There's four weeks to go. Four weeks to go until the election. But a lot can happen. Hey, you're seeing in Georgia with uh, Herschel Walker, a lot can happen in a week. That campaign, I don't know, maybe maybe it started to crack. Maybe he survives that. Um, he needs to do something to try to turn that around. That's for sure. Herschel Walker's getting pummeled. He had a that's a bad week. You got to know when you're having a good week, and you got to know when you're having a bad week. He's having a bad week, folks. This portion of the program at twelve fifty-seven on this Tuesday. It's brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate for any project. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracted company committed to meeting their clients' needs. No matter how big, how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, that needs to be refreshed. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. They'll give you the best package available for a veteran. Call them, 401 401- 732-1730-401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them today for a free quote. Well, folks, good afternoon. At 1258, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, remember, we go until 2 o'clock next hour. I'm going to play a lot more sound Next hour, we'll also cover things that are um, really heating up right now. Russia's brutal missile assault into the second day, miles from the NATO border. Uh, Zelensky pleads for more help. Death rains from the sky, missile and drones, rapid escalation. NATO nuke deterrent exercises next week. But a big story here is whether or not uh, that that situation where Saudi Arabia is cooperating, Saudi Arabia to cooperate with Russia and limit their oil out. That, that, is, that is not the sign of an ally. And that, you know, whatever Biden said when he went there. It sure as hell wasn't, you know, it wasn't effective. All right, folks, right now it's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. Coming up, we're going to break, get you a news update, the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Remember, you can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I'm going to tell you more about this Sabina Matos, Lieutenant Governor controversy. You can listen at the website, dpetro.com. Just click the listen live button. We're going to be back on the other side after the one o'clock news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. 
Details have been released on how many people were killed and wounded as a result of Russia's shelling of Ukrainian cities. Ukraine's state emergency service say that at least 19 people were killed and over 100 others wounded in Monday's Russian missile strikes across Ukraine. The service adds critical infrastructure facilities were hit in Kiev and 12 other regions and 301 cities and towns were without power. Russia on Monday retaliated for an attack on a critical bridge by unleashing its most widespread strikes against Ukrainian months. They hit at least 14 areas, with most attacks far from the war's front lines. I'm Charles Diladesma. Also at townhall.com, a small business advocacy group has filed a new lawsuit seeking to block the Biden administration's efforts to forgive student loan debt to tens of millions of Americans. The suit, filed by the Job Creators Network Foundation, argues the Biden administration violated federal procedures by failing to seek public input on the program. It also argues the program is arbitrary, benefiting some borrowers but not others. It's one of a handful of lawsuits filed by business groups, attorneys, and Republican lawmakers in recent weeks as the Biden administration tries to push forward with its plan to cancel billions in debt before November's midterm election. Correspondent Jeremy House. On the economic front, Honda says it will build a $3.5 billion joint venture battery factory in rural southern Ohio and hire 2,200 people to staff it as it turns the state into its North American electric vehicle hub. That plant site is about 40 miles southwest of Columbus. Stocks are higher. The Dow up 359 points. Now the Nasdaq ahead 30. More on these stories at townhall.com. Welcome to the historic Colonel Blackington Inn in Attleboro. We're open for dining at 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. And try our famous brunch served every Sunday. And we're now accepting Thanksgiving dinner orders. A full dinner with all the fixings. Call now at 508-222-6022 by November 16th. And if you're looking to have a perfect setting for a holiday party or dinner, it's time to check your date at the Colonel Blackington Inn. And when you dine in or take out from the Colonel Blackington Inn, you can make a donation to our local community food bank at the same time. You might consider visiting us on Saturday evening or Sunday afternoon for live jazz entertainment, too. Time to enjoy an experience at the Colonel Blackington Inn, 203 North Main Street in Attleboro, closed Monday and Tuesday. former wife of a member of Dubai's ruling family, have launched a request to the UN Human Rights Council. In a video obtained by the BBC, Zainab Javadi says, My children and I are terrified and frightened for our lives and safety. Ms. Javadli, who is Azerbaijani, has remained in Dubai since her divorce out of fear that if she left, 